Welcome, everybody, to the Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, the things that have happened in the past, and hopefully things we're going to see in the future. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Joined with my ever-good-looking producer, Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. Hi, Mike. How you doing, buddy? We're doing good. We're recording this episode uh, with video. Oh, yes, we are. We're going to do right. a video recording of this one, and we're going to make it available. Hi, everyone. And uh, it's going to be available on... Where is it going to be available? Uh, it'll be available <laughs> on your on your Facebook it'll page. It'll be on the Facebook page. There you go. Yeah. That's a good place for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, that. boy. Now, see, look. who? What kind of professional... Idiot didn't shut off his yeah. phone. <laughs> Moron. You call yourself a professional. You know well... Joining us also is my ever-loving co-host, Shannon Best. Hi, Bestie. Hello. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Sounds like I uh, missed out yesterday. You missed a, a, a fairly decent day on the lake. We, uh, My old buddy John Hillman, who was on the podcast a little bit ago, uh, brought over a boat, a brand new Mastercraft. And we got to go out on that and we did some disking. Uh, we did some uh, surfing, and we drank a lot of little shots of tequila. Awesome. And oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a blast. We had a really good time. Very, very good time. I yesterday. dropped just I, – I tried to do a lift with my niece, who's uh, – Oh, God. You, you, that was the worst. I don't, know I don't what even happened. know why. Why did you try to do the lift? She fell over the edge of the pontoon boat, hanging, clinging like she was hanging from a bridge. <laughs> What's she, what's she weighing in now? Deuce, deuce and a half? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, horrible. Man, that's awful. What would you do this weekend, Bestie? Oh, uh, you know, pack, packing my bags, getting ready. I'm uh, heading back off to uh, Australia. Going down under. Oh, my God, man. I can't believe it. That's, uh, when, when do you leave? Uh, I leave on March 10th. March 10th. Ooh, that's so what, coming up. Yeah, it is, man. I you know, were, right? You were the supposed to come up this weekend so that we could all hang out. Are you going to make that happen or what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I definitely will get up there. I'll, I'll probably get up there this week. All okay, right. all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Don't disappoint us. My liver just was just shaking its head. Mine is, mine is pretty much had it too. Mine cashed out this morning. <laughs> it just said no. I don't want to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's what we do. I guess so. This is oh, what yeah. retired wakeboarders do. <laughs> so what's going on today? We, we have doing? got a very exciting guest on today. This is a buddy of mine. You know, there aren't many people in in my life that I've had that kind of tucked me under their wing. I, I tucked a lot of people under my wing coming up, but this is one of the guys that tucked me under his wing. And this is where my craziness started, I would say, is from meeting this gentleman right here. So let's have a little accolades for him. In 1978, he was a Florida State boys jump champ. In 1983, the Ski Rickson freestyle champ, four-time world record holder, two-time SeaWorld Skier of the Year. Bernie Sanders. You're close. <laughs> no? Okay. And he skied at SeaWorld from 1982 to 2001. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Allo. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up, Joe? Good to be here, guys. Hey, thanks for coming. He's we got him in, in studio, even. On I love it. Camera when, yeah, on camera. I mean, wow, what a what a great. We rolled out the red carpet for you, Joe. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, let's get into uh, first of all, like how you started. We like I like to get in your story. Like, where did you grow up? Why, why water skiing? How'd you get into it? Give us that story. 
Well, I grew up in uh, Jupiter, Florida, uh, on the Loxahatchee River. I actually wasn't on the river. I was across the street from the river. And uh, my best friend lived on the river, became my brother, uh, basically. And uh, growing up, that's all we did was uh, water skiing and fishing. It was saltwater. Loxahatchee okay. River saltwater. So uh, uh, didn't really have a jump ramp or a slalom course. I was like 35 miles away, and I was I learned to ski, I think, when I was seven. Um, so I was like maybe 12, 13 when I uh, really got into it. And uh, it's kind of funny story how I learned how to jump. One day this floating dock is coming down the river, and it's like, I don't know, 16 feet long and maybe six feet wide. Oh. Well, we took that thing and took all the flotation out of one side and put it on the other and waxed it. And that's what we jumped. And on. that was the first jump. That was our, wow. our ski jump. How yeah. high was it? Like two feet? It, no, it was a little bit higher than that. Maybe four, three and a half, no four kidding. feet. No kidding. I uh, thought uh, I thought you were going to say you literally had to jump over the dock because it was just floating down the river. No, no, we, like, we turned it into a ramp. And um, I didn't have any jump skis at the time. I just had trick skis. So, uh, oh, no it, kidding. Wooden trick skis that I made. Uh, so that's what we that's what we used for a jump. That's that's pretty much how I learned how to jump until I got you know was able to. Drive so you had down. it anchored down in the whole oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, I was in, in his backyard in the river. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's I wish awesome. I had I wish I had pictures of it in movies. It's, it's yeah, pretty. Uh, and what kind of boat were you behind? I had a twelve foot V bottom aluminum boat with a nine point eight Mercury on it that would, <laughs> that would pull me skiing. Of course, you know I was just a kid, right? And uh, in order to get up more speed, my buddy would come at the jump, and then he would turn and whip me, whip into you it. into yeah. it. Wow, so, so super tight line. No wonder oh, oh like yeah, super. Spot. I mean, super tight line. You come off the ramp, and it's just you know this is before. Uh, I knew how to use an arm sling, which, by the way, I know where the arm sling came from. Surprise, Carl didn't. We can get into that later. Yeah, let's get into that. Go ahead. Okay, so um, growing up, uh, Carl and I are pretty close to the same age. I think I'm two years older than him and uh, had all the same uh, heroes, the Point Brothers, Ricky McCormick, Wayne Grimnich, uh, Carl Lyman. I mean, that's a name that people probably don't remember these days. Yeah. But there were two brothers, Robbie and Alan Kempton. Okay. And I can't remember which one it was. He dislocated his shoulder or broke his shoulder or something. And when he was uh, able to ski and come back, he couldn't jump because it was pulling on his arm. Okay. So he developed the arm sling to, huh. to transfer the... Because uh, it was his right arm, obviously. Yeah, to yeah. transfer it to his, his elbow. instead. Of, well, all of a sudden, he's jumping six, eight, ten feet further. And water skiers aren't stupid. You know, they realized sure. what was going on, realized the physics of it, and... After that, everybody was you know jumping with an arm sling. What year was that? It was in the seventies. Yeah, I, I don't remember what year. No um, kidding. But yeah, it was in the seventies. That's and, pretty interesting. It was you. it was probably early seventies because I I know when I when I uh, won the state championships, I was jumping with a sling at that point. Yeah. Huh. Bestie, what do you think about all this? I love it. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> he's just down there sipping his coffee uh you know booking another flight to australia right right hey, sure. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, history fan so yeah. I, I, I like to sitting back and listening to it so bestie i understand you used to work for ski rickson down there i worked at ski rickson when i moved here back in 1993 okay so they put that cable park in from what i remember right around 83 um, just before the yeah, tour started, it was it was and, a decade old when I got a hold yep, of it. And, yeah, and they had a freestyle tournament that I entered and I actually won, and I got to meet Bruno Rickson, which was pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, um, yeah and I think uh, I think you would have met Clements as well. Clements, I uh, sounds Peshel. familiar. Yeah, if if you go back in the old uh, water ski 
magazines. There's a picture of me and Bruno Rickson and Steve Fontaine who came in. Uh, oh, Steve Fontaine, that's right. Yeah, that's an old name. Golly, man. Why do all of the uh, wakeboarders have, like, wakeboarders or skiers, like, have water sports names? What do you like, mean? Bruno Nixon. Yeah, look at me. I'm Bruno. <laughs> and, then, and then what was it? Steve Fontaine or whatever? Good yeah. God. Get out of here. He probably has, like, perfectly feathered blonde hair. He's like, look at me. I got all the chicks, dude. Actually, I think he had a mullet. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, oh, he did. Yeah. He did yeah, in the sure picture. He had a mullet. The last time I saw him, he still pretty much had the mullet, but it was gray. Wow. If you're going to rock it, rock it with a mullet. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man. So what else happened? What else was going on in those days? Uh, like I said, my life was water skiing and fishing. We, my, you know, talked to my dad about this before. I was a uh, newspaper boy, and uh, I'd throw my papers in the morning. As soon as we were done, we'd eat some breakfast and go out and start skiing all day. And then in the evening, go catch some bait, and we'd go anchor and fish all night, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning yeah. and do it again. And the only way my parents, our parents knew that we were still alive is our papers were gone in the morning. Oh, no so This kidding. is way before cell phones or any of that other stuff. So and and then when did the influx of all the northerners start coming down skiing? Because back then, I mean, you had Florida boys. You had Scotty Clack was a Florida boy, right? You, uh, who uh, Sammy, I guess. Well, Sammy actually was uh, originally from uh, um, South Carolina and then Texas. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, he ended up in Central Florida, which most of the skiers ended up in, and it was probably late seventies when they started. Um, yeah. Andy Mapple trained there. Um, Mike Shaylander. Um, well, when the Llewellyns, the Llewellyns are Canadian. The Llewellyns, huh? yeah. They yeah. actually, yeah. they, uh, well, not the Llewellyns, um, uh, not McCormick, I forgot. There was another set of Canadians that were in my ski club, uh, and ski club of the Palm Beaches. Oh, um, there was the, well, the Cox, Todd Cox, and the McClintocks. Uh, or McClintocks. The McClintocks. Yeah, it was them, yeah. the three of them, Jeff and his uh, sister and brother. Wade, Wade Cox, and um, he was Canadian too, wasn't he? And yeah, and the McClintocks, yeah. Yeah. That was a it was a hell of a group, and then you had that huge influx of Wisconsin because you had the show up in Wisconsin, um, and the Dells, oh, the, the, and, and the, all the amateur teams. Yeah, the amateur teams in Wisconsin are, are crazy. They have two, three hundred people uh, in their clubs as members, and out of that, maybe twenty or thirty of them ski. The rest are just support. You know, do the costumes and all the other stuff. I <clears throat> I went up for a think tank one year. Drink no, tank, yeah, drink tank. Oh, <laughs> I did that, but I also went up. Uh, one year for nationals to help recruit. Yeah. Uh, and I, during the show ski nationals, it was the first time I'd ever been to Wisconsin. I was floored. All the people that were. Oh, there. crazy too. Yeah. Like crazy people. That's when it really started getting crazy in the locker room. I remember. So when I met Joey, it was 89. I had skied at Cypress gardens from 87 to 90. Uh, and then 90, I really started at SeaWorld in 1991. But my God, those guys were crazy. I mean, who started the slapping in the ass well, thing? Hey, well, real quick, who had the best team? Was it Cypress Gardens or SeaWorld? Yeah, that was a. That's always been a long that controversy. Was, that was a long controversy. We so back then, uh, Cypress Gardens did the normal uh, exposition show, and we did a theme show. So it was it was a lot of the same skiing, but two different shows. But yeah, we were constantly in competition with each other. Not just water skiing, but we had a football game every year. <laughs> the bogus, bogus bowl. bowl. Yeah, that um, I kind of stayed out of because I. I little guy to begin with there I were more friggin injuries happy than just gonna stupid that. bogus bowl than they ever did on the water I was just gonna like say that's that, why i blew yeah. my knee for the first time I so wait a minute you guys would you guys would get together like cypress garden ski team versus against sea world yeah. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh it was crazy yeah wow crazy it was a big rivalry uh, yeah. how many of them like i know you for sure played for both sides but yeah not many 
<laughs> I didn't play. I the caught ball. it. <laughs> no, Dave's more of a switch hitter. Yeah, <laughs> switch hitter. Yeah. Oh. Where do you see me dance? Oh. He, so, he he uh, he pitches and catches. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he was a wide receiver. He started out as a tight end, moved over to wide receiver. Oh. <laughs> You guys done? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> when did the ass slapping start? Were you who I, that, started that? Nobody knows who started it, but it was definitely there. Um, my well, let's back up a little bit. Um, Explain to the audience what we're talking about. I will. Let me get. Let me get into okay. how I got into okay. SeaWorld first. So um, I did a lot of tournament skiing, and then kind of put that away and did some fishing, and then I got involved with the Delray Ski Club, and. Um, we started doing uh, amateur shows, and during the um, Florida Southern Show Tournament, Andy Hansen was one of the judges. Okay. And I met him, and I got an audition, and just killed it. You know, I could do helicopters and barefoot and doubles and all that. Right. Um, unfortunately, it was the middle of the summer, and they were full. He told me that I would go through the training program, and then I definitely get hired next year. Well, a week later, I'm doing another ski show, and again, before cell phones and whatnot, I get home, and there's a... Uh, note on the refrigerator that says call mr lore at SeaWorld of ohio mm. which was laura Dont. yeah so i called him up and uh he just had one guy get hurt for the summer and another guy leave so he, he needed two skiers he goes you want a job i'm like yeah he goes okay we punch it at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning i was like um mr lore i'm in florida and it's like a two-day drive yeah he goes well when can you be here i'm like oh, probably tuesday he's like 10 o'clock tuesday wow so, i mean just packed everything in the car drove up to SeaWorld. this is uh July, seven shows a day. I mean, just jump wow. right in it. And again, what, was, were they, what were they paying you? Three dollars. We were talking about this last night. Three dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Are you kidding me? Three really? fifteen. Yeah. yeah. And then I I uh, looked at my taxes. The very first year I uh, skied full time for SeaWorld, I made just under ten grand for wow. the whole year. For the whole year, and it was enough. Wow. Yeah, we lived on right. that stuff. Well, yeah. oh, uh, what year was that again? 19. Well, I, I went to Ohio in 82. I didn't get hired that summer. The next summer I went to uh, Orlando and I skied uh, the entire year. So that was 1983. Wow. 1983. I'm, I'm looking up the inflation calculator real fast. <laughs> I'm just gonna and see. you had housing? Did they house you? Uh, no. Um, well, you if you if, if you were a full-timer and went to Ohio, which I did several times as a yeah. leader, one, they would house you. They would give you a car. Uh, allowance and give you a raise. So yeah. you know, I went up there as a lead for two years, and I mean that was back then it was ridiculous money. It was like a three dollar an hour um, raise. Yeah, to do it. But I, I mean, we, I was telling the guys yesterday, a normal uh, show skier would do about three hundred shows in Florida for the entire year. You would do almost four hundred in Ohio for one summer. Wow. wow. So I mean, it, it puts you in shape and. and Kill you. So in 1983, $3.15 an hour today would be $8.16 an hour. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, you had you had fast food workers that are making more than that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> to be a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah to be a professional <laughs> athlete. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the slap game was in when I was there. I, nobody really knows who started it. So, did you get lit up? Oh, part of the game was not just slapping somebody you were being hunted too and it was how much pain you could take oh. you know and I, I as you know dave the the whole idea was it we just to slap somebody and if you can leave all five fingers in your palm handprint on their butt that was a good slap 
but it was better if you can make them bleed. Bleed. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, you how actually, hard, that's how hard you would hit. That's you'd how hard you would hit. Bleed in a handprint. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, we had we had guys with handprints on their butts for two weeks. <laughs> it was brutal. It was but you know, that's how we toughened each other up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like you weren't tough enough as it is doing fourteen shows a day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, so I didn't I didn't know so Del Rey had a ski club? Uh, Gold Coast Ski Club. It was in. Uh, uh, oh, Gold Coast was in Delray. Yep, that's right. Yep. Pam Folsom yeah. came out of that club. Um, yeah, actually, it was my my uh, very first ski tournament was down there. The Gold Coast Two Round Trick and Jump. I think. Where I did was, they? Um, where did they train? Um, there was a little. Uh, was it Lake Lake Ida? I think. Okay, Ida. Okay, yeah. I, Ida, I, and, Ida and Osborne. I actually, up. yeah. Well, um, they were on Lake Ida, and it was all the way in the one end of the lake where it kind of turned into a canal. So it was, uh, I yep. forgot the name of the park there. So it was a nice uh, protected area. Yeah, Osborne. Osborne, probably. No, Osborne was uh, in West Palm Beach. Oh, uh, that's right. That's lake right. Ida yeah. So it was Lake Ida. Yeah, Lake yep. Ida was right there in the Delray. And then uh, all the canals are. Yeah, because Dave, Dave Reinhardt used to live right yep. off of um, Lake Ida, and we would, we would ski in the canals. We wouldn't even bother going to Lake Ida. Yep. 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 Good, good Dave the dog. Did he yep. ever show ski? I mean, he was such a good freestyle jumper, but I don't remember him show skiing. Yeah, he he actually retired from competitive water skiing and did a couple of seasons in Japan. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he show skied while he was freestyling. Which was odd because yeah. almost every freestyle jumper was was skiing at a show somewhere. Oh heck yeah! No, he was he yeah. was just he strictly just trained. All he did was just train. He was unreal, man. He yeah, because I, I used oh. to go train with him. Yeah, it, it, you, if like if uh, I was coaching Hank at the time, and if Hank did a one ski mob that was a hundred and eight feet, Dave would do one hundred nine, yeah. like every yeah, time. Dave was a machine. He was one eye too. One did eye. all that with yep. one eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave came into the scene right when I was retiring. Oh. Right. Yeah. So you competed on the pro tour as well for freestyle jump. Uh, right. I was at the very first tour stop in uh, Sefner, Florida, on McCormick's Lake. And you held the record for a long time on a 720, wasn't it? I believe that record still holds. That was the last record I did. I held the two-ski front flip record like three or four separate times. How far was that one? My longest one was 133 feet. 133 front flip, Shannon. Damn. Yeah. And then uh, the 720, me and Clack, Scotty Clack, uh, Cole held it at 104 feet. Two-ski or one? Two-ski, yeah. Two-ski, 104? 104 foot, yeah. Holy double, shit. Double wrapped. And I remember when I did it, I, I didn't even get a kick because I was so late. I didn't think I was going to get on the jump. Oh. So it was it was a crush 104 foot wow. 720. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow, that's crazy. And it might be still held today. That's, that's As far as I know, because yeah. they went into, I mean, the that's when the one ski was just coming out. Right. And everything was one ski after that. Nobody did two ski anything. Well, how about that? Where's the applause there, Mikey? Oh, absolutely. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I set that record in 1986. Wow. That was a long time ago. That's booting one. Yeah, double rep scares the hell out of me, too. Oh, oh yeah. it, we were crazy. Well, like Dave said, uh, show skiers are certified. I remember the, the tour stops the night before. They uh, you know have the big banquet, the press meetings, and free beer, and all the three event skiers you know would be drinking water and whatnot. We'd be hung over the next day during the uh, trying to uh, get in the tournament. It was crazy, kind of like we are now. Yeah, but you guys are. I can... He's a professional. Oh my god! So what else? Are some of the crazy stories that happened at Sea World. My God, there's so many of them. There are. Um, We'll have to save some for the bonus ones, the real good ones. But I'm trying to uh, think of. Oh, uh, one of the things we used to do to each other was 
take the fins off the jumpers. Oh yeah, didn't you? You were telling me a story about that. The very first time I had it done to me, you know, you we never did it to somebody who had to do LD or you know double gain or something like that. But if you're just doing helicopters, like we had an act where we took three guys off the dock and the lines were staggered, and I hit the water. Um, I had the longest line. All of a sudden, I realized I'm like, there's no freaking. Fins it's on my so skis. hard to ski on jumpers with no fins because oh, they yeah. just they just they're like trick around. skis. They're, yeah, they're like, yeah, just like trick skis. Trick skis yeah. at thirty five miles an hour. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I learned how to do helicopters with no fins on my skis. <laughs> now, I would think that if you had fins on your jumpers, then that would mess you up when you hit the ramp, right? Well, they were yeah, well, really low, low profile. Oh, gotcha. they're low and long. They're, yeah, they're they're probably well, long and wide too. Yeah. They're like nearly half yeah. an inch wide. Yeah. But it oh, makes wow. a hell of a track because it's such a long fin. The fin's probably a foot long. Um, 16 inches, really. 16 yeah, inches, yeah, quite yeah. long. Yeah, I think Zane Zane used him for one year on the Pro Tour on his on his wakeboard. Oh, really? Jump, oh, that's jump right. Fence. I wow. remember that. Yeah, yeah that, yeah. that is. Yeah. It was a good idea, actually, because uh, he could start hit the ramps and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The two yeah, and a half was, inch it's damage. not a bad. It's not actually pretty much the fins that the molded in fins they're using today are very similar. Maybe a little shorter. Yeah, you know, but pr- pretty similar to it. So yeah, same depth, same you know sort of right concept. So Joe, do you uh, do you you know pay attention to the industry today? Still, do you like you know you? I kind of uh, when I retired from SeaWorld, I was a my other love a fishing guide, so I, and I got into that really big time fly fishing. I kind of fell away from the waters. fly fishing. Yeah, you do that here in Florida. Saltwater fly. Oh, big, it was. This was the uh, late nineties uh, when I got into it, and it yeah. was just just coming about. And it was huge back then. So really? you must be doing what like, you must have done a bunch of backcountry down the. Kingdom. Oh yeah, I used to. Well, so during the winter, I would guide out of Mosquito Lagoon, and then where's uh, that? Uh, uh, east coast of Florida, Titusville area. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, during April and May, I would go to Isla Mirada and uh, do tarpon season for two months. Oh, nice. great! Yeah. yeah, that was good. Tar- yeah, what's the, the biggest the tarpon country there? The biggest tarpon I caught, yeah, about 130 pounds. That's what? That's at least the size of this oh, table, yeah? Six foot long, yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah that, the that, size that, of your sure. girlfriend. Hey, I ain't the... <laughs> Man, she's going to murder you and Shannon. 130 yeah. pounds is being very generous. Yeah, the top and top and She's going to murder both of you, I swear to God. Uh... Love you, Jess. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, the top, so, the top and doesn't have that fishy smell. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Wow! Oh. All right. Well, uh, oh, look at that. We lost Shannon. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I. Uh, so, so now, so do, are you still doing the fishing thing? Are you still uh, into I, it? Or? I no, I'm not a guide anymore. September 11th killed that business. Um, oh really? Yeah. When I was, they thought the terrorists were in the water. <laughs> no, the, a lot of tarpons, tri- a the, tarpon out there with the, the, well, the turban, stock, tur- turban yeah. tarpons. <laughs> <laughs> no, the stock market was always already starting to go down, and yeah. then uh, people quit traveling after oh, September gotcha. 11th. So to give yeah. me an idea of the difference, by January 1st, every full-time guide in the Keys was booked every single day in April and May, and I would go down there just taking the overflow and the walk-ins. Yeah, and I was doing ten trips a week, you know, two oh, and a half wow. days or whatnot. After September 11th, there were five or six full-time guides sitting on the dock waiting for trips. Wow. So, yeah, it just killed it. Plus, just the, the it. fishing has kind of gotten overfished. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what I kind of money could you make doing that? Back then, a half day was like two – well, in the Keys, a half day was 275 
a full day was 350 and a night trip was 300 and how many people would you take at once um most people had a six pack license which means you could take six people yeah. but flats boats really two two people plus the it's uh, two people yeah, yeah. i was about to say yeah and, I and, have, a, lot, and a large cooler yeah, very large cooler. Yeah. So, did you have your own boat, or were you yes. working for another company? No, I had my own boat. Uh, it was a 17 foot Hughes Redfisher, which at the time was the Cadillac of flats boats. Nice. So. Do you still do you still have that boat? We need to go on a fishing trip. Um, you want to go I, fishing trip? Yeah. I, I wish I still had that boat, but um, that was one of the things the wife took in the divorce. <laughs> that bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can rent them. You can rent. You yeah, can you rent can rent them. Or boats, actually, yeah. actually, to go fishing, the best thing to do is to hire a guide because they're they know where the fish are. Sure. At any given time. Well, the, yeah, they, I think you know, they, yeah, they do. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, when Shannon comes up before he heads off to Australia, we should make that. A, we should make That'd that happen. That'd be a fun trip. That'd a be a hell of a trip. trip. I've yeah. never been saltwater fishing, like deep sea fishing. So I only have gone one time, and I was scared out of my damn wits. Why? Because we were out, and I, I want to say it was very short, maybe twenty-two feet or something like that. I can't remember the size, but right. I, I remember looking at it and going, "That's not a very big boat." <laughs> And uh, we went out there on day one, and the seas were pretty light. You know, we were out here in the Gulf. Yeah. And the seas How were pretty off? light. How far off? We were six, I don't know, but it was six to 800 feet of depth. Oh, so, so it was, it far was, enough that you can't see land. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were out there, and that wasn't so bad, but the fish weren't biting. And he, the, the guy, it was just a, a friend of mine, and yeah. we went out on his boat, so okay. we, we, weren't a, we didn't have a guide. But he kept trying to follow. He was like, okay, if there's people over there, there's probably fish that way. If right. there's birds flying Bird, over yeah, here, birds they're looking. Yeah, so we would we would keep going. Never really, I think we caught like maybe two fish the whole time. So then on day two, we go out, and the seas are six and eight feet tall. Ooh. And like I said. That's big for a 22-foot boat. <laughs> exactly. And I, was, and I was out there, and as I saw this, the this, land going away in the distance, I went, this is it. I'm saying uh, goodbye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This wasn't a three-hour tour, was it? <laughs> no, no. I just saw that in there, and I. I, I was like, I was looking at the dude going, uh, you've got life jackets, right? Uh, you've got GPS, right? Uh, you've got radio, right? Like, I was so worried. It was no storm. There was no storm, but the waves were just yeah. huge, and they were coming up over the edge of the boat. Yeah. And finally I go, bro. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. we're not we're not catching anything, and I don't want to die. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> what was your um? What was your favorite fish to go after? Mine was uh, bonefish in the keys. Yeah, they're, they're a good uh, fun fish. Oh, yeah. oh man, you, know, you hook a, a three pound bonefish, and the first thing yep. it does is run like sixty yards at forty miles an hour nonstop. All you can do is hold your rod in the air and hope he doesn't run around the mangroves. And then and were, you, were you doing that on light? Were you doing on, on light gear? Oh yeah, uh, okay. you know probably. Uh, 10 pound test 12 pound test or you know uh, fly rods eight, 8 weight 9 weight rod wow yeah we gotta make it happen cause I've only been once it was horrible you've never been yeah. he sounds like he knows what the hell he's talking about that sounds fun yeah I've gone across to the Bahamas with a buddy of mine in 8 footers and it's he had a, a decent boat for him. man it is it, it's work like you're working the whole time sure. hanging on and yeah. we have to stand up and that, that's crazy. the other thing we did when I was a kid was, you know I lived in Jupiter West End's only 60 miles off the coast and we'd take the boat for a weekend over the bahamas and catch hogfish and grouper and stuff like that so i had a great i had a great growing up jupiter florida was only like thirty thousand people back in the 70s yeah it's packed now oh, it's over yeah, a million crazy. Is is, over um, scott harwood scott harwood's another famous person that came out of that area oh i didn't know he was from there yeah yep so i think he still, has a, still has a wakeboard school there he was did he ever three event i think he did he was i think he actually yeah. I think he was part of the, I think he was part of the um, Gold Coast Ski Club as well. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, he, he's yeah, a we'll lot have to younger. Get him on. It, it, I'm sure he'll uh, correct me on all of that. But we'll, but we'll have to get him on the show as well. Yeah, too. absolutely. 
Absolutely. So what else? You got one more story for us from the SeaWorld locker room? One more story from the locker room. Um, one that we, one that we'll do now, and not the. Uh, bonus Dave, you just, Dave, you just sounded like the poor little kid in Oliver holding out his little bowl, going, uh, please, "Please, sir, please, sir, may I have some more." Okay. <laughs> you have arms for the poor. I, I actually, I do, I do have one. Um, we'll leave the names out, but we had this one guy that skied for us, and he wouldn't take a shower with us. And but when, why? Because he didn't want to get slapped in the ass. Well, we'll okay. Get to that. So finally, we had. I mean, he didn't want to do anything with us. And you know how the guys were. This is before you came. And I yeah, mean, did his was, name did his name run like? What did it rhyme like? What did it sound like? Dean Lavelle. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Dean was another one. <laughs> oh, I can. But th- this guy was worse than Dean, if you could figure that. What? And so no, one one day, I mean, at least Dean could ski. So one day, uh, we're, we're all coming out of the shower, and he's all dressed and whatnot, and he we're like bill what's the deal how come you don't shower with us you too good for us he goes i'm too good to get peed on and i kid you not as the words are coming out of his mouth there's a guy behind him peeing on him while he's dressed (laughs) 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 it was tough it was tough back in the day yeah it sounds like it Dave, dave i'll tell you who the guy was later you'll you will you'll crack up because <laughs> he earned, he deserved it well no who not who the guy got peed on was the guy who peed on him oh i got it it wasn't it wasn't our tall friend that can pee across the shower or somebody else <laughs> it's a lot of uh, uh what is it called is it latent homosexuality i can't i don't know there was a lot of homoerotic shit going on over there i don't know it, this is more this is more sort of bondage fetish it, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, it was the late stuff. 90s i mean yeah. you remember the look at mtv back then everybody was wearing eye makeup and yeah. uh, uh-huh. satin very, and very uh, metro yeah, very yeah. metro fetish not us we were tough we were peeing on each other and slapping each other in the ass yeah. <laughs> disgusting well you guys gotta understand too we spent 24 hours a day with each other I mean, yeah we, we went to work after work we would go eat and then we'd party all night long and then we'd go to work again yeah. um i mean i can remember a lot of times not going home to my house i slept you know at dave's house or yeah. whoever sure. so i mean we were a big it family. was a brotherhood it was an amazing well, and, and it still is we had a, a reunion a couple of years ago we yeah. had over 200 people show up to wow the i mean you don't have college reunions that get that Right, yeah. right. So, and all of my friends, all of my great friends are guys like Dave that I've known for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a hell of a run. And we're not done yet. I was going to say, who says we're not, not done yet. Well, let's, hey, Joe, can we get you back on for another episode? Absolutely. We'll get Good. more into how I took you under my wing and get a little deeper into stuff. it. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Shannon, what do you got to plug, brother? Oh, the usual. Uh, let's plug the uh, Wakeboard Hall of Fame. www.wakeboard Hall of Fame. Go check out your wakeboarding history. And Mikey Lee? Uh, I, I don't have anything coming up, man. I've got Nothing. a little bit of a break, so got I'm kind of happy. Right yeah. on. All right on. Well, this episode was brought to you by Doc Solutions. Doc Solutions is a full, uh, full, what am I trying to say, Mike? I don't it's know. A, it's a full, full service, service company. <laughs> you, you just had what I like to call a vowel movement. A vowel <laughs> movement, I did. You can find them at Doc Solutions on Facebook or Instagram or on their website at docsfl.com, and they can make your lakefront look pretty. I am your host, Dave Briscoe. I appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Please like us on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Outside Edge for the bonus episodes, and we're about to do a bonus episode with Joey, and yeah. it's, it's going to get dark. So thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next time on The Outside Edge.